0: Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook, and today we have Tamika Spaulding joining us on our program, our Friday program Connecting the Dots. Welcome to Mega.
1: Morning, Jason. It's
0: good to have you with us again.
1: Thank you. I love being here.
0: It's uh, been a few weeks, and I know you've been uh, away, because our last program I think you did from Adelaide, and yes. uh, I've been away. I've been on two different uh, trips that were quite close to each other since we spoke last. I've been up into the Northern Territory and uh, did some travelling. I had a few days off work, and uh, then I came back to Go to another conference in Sydney So, been busy travelling And then I got my flight cancelled on the way back Which uh, took me away for another day <laughs> So, that was a hassle But anyway, I got back On Tuesday instead of Monday this week So, yeah, how have you been?
1: Yeah, well I wanted to hear a little bit about you actually You went on to the Digital Discipleship Conference which yeah, um, Sounded pretty awesome to you know Help us further train in this area With um, social media and Technology?
0: Have you been? Did you to learn anything great? Be- have you been to one of those before?
1: No, I was a bit jealous. I couldn't couldn't make it <laughs> this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was an excellent uh, program. It was um, Friday evening, Saturday and Sunday morning, and uh, many different presenters who were basically talking about how we use uh, technology, how we use the modern tools to reach people who perhaps we can't reach in other ways. So mm. it was a fantastic event and uh, lots of inspri- inspiring stories how people are, are reaching people in different ways. So, yeah, I'm hoping to share some of that uh, with our people down here as well. So,
1: That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I haven't completely missed out. Kami has sent me a few links and uh, I can watch a few of those things that happen, so I can catch up a little bit. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and for me, I've been, well... As you said, I've been away. I was in Adelaide and I've come back. I managed to catch COVID on the way home. So I've been uh, resting in bed and um, writing, actually. I've been working on my young adult's novel. Um, It's like um, allegorical and I'm in the middle of it. So just writing one of the bigger scenes. And, um, yeah, and coming into today's program, uh, I've... I've called it a new routine. Mm. And this morning, actually, I was thinking about this. We all have a bit of a routine in the way that we do things. And on a Friday when I'm doing the radio show... I've got to leave a whole bunch earlier to be able to drop off my four kids at school and daycare so that I can come back in time to be live. And my son, um, he has his L plates now. He's only been driving for a couple of weeks. But each time he finishes a drive, he always fills out his logbook and he likes to do it immediately and and um, properly. And uh, He definitely has a process. And then this morning... Um, we'd done our drive and we we were at the school parked and he got out his book to fill it in. And I said to him, we're going to have to speed it up, Jai. And mm-hmm. he he couldn't speed up his process. And I said, I've got to get back, so I'm, I'm here on time to go live. And, yeah, he really struggled with uh, changing up the routine. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of things that we do in life when there's a change, it can be hard to kind of... Do it you know go and change
0: up the routine mm, absolutely but and yeah, uh, but and you're going to be talking about um something that was uh sort of a disruptive a little bit today as well they talk about they That's talk right. about um that a lot you know in the technology world that and and even in things like the the digital uh, discipleship stuff that things uh need to be disruptive to change our old routines and and to think of something new.
1: That's it's true. Yeah. Mm.
0: But uh yeah, in relation to Jai's driving, he uh, I guess it's a new routine for him anyway, and so he's just trying to establish the pattern.
1: That's, <laughs> that's right. And he did the a very routine. good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, you yeah. made you made it back on time and that's the I, I that's did. the main thing. So That's right. That's all Yeah,
1: so I'm going to talk about um our a bit about a power source today, and you know, who are we connected to? And changing up the routine a bit. But I thought I'd start off with a Bible verse um, that's found in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And I started off uh, with this verse because. When we do um, find our identity in Christ, we are a new creation. We aren't mm. um, old. The old has passed away. And I like it that Paul writes in this, you know, that Jesus came. He, he died on the cross for us as a gift. And we can choose to put our faith in Christ and take up that identity in Jesus. And... uh you know, the bonus is we get to also accept that eternal life. And um, I also have another verse, and it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a new heart of flesh, mm. um, which I really love. That That's found in Ezekiel 36, uh, verse 26. Mm. and It really yeah. talks
0: about... A uh, significant change, isn't it? That, uh, that both of these verses are there's something different from the old. There's something new. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because um, at the time, this verse that I've just read in Ezekiel, um, the Israel, it was talking about the Israelites and how their you know their hearts had turned away from God. Mm. And ours can do, um, to, you know, can do the same. We can turn away from God or. Um, you know, depending on our life situation um, We can do a bit of back and forth with God uh, But we can choose to accept that new heart That God is offering us And, you know, it's ours for the taking We're, we're free to take it
0: mm. um,
1: I've got another verse here If you'd like to read this one, Jason
0: Yeah, this is from Second Corinthians 5 Verse 14 and 15 And today um, we're reading, I think, from your favourite version Which is the New International Version So... For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So again, another change of heart here that uh, we no no longer live, I guess we no longer live a selfish life. And uh, David Maxwell was talking about this yesterday when we were talking about baptism and that uh, when we make that commitment to follow Christ, we no longer live a selfish life. We we need to think about what God wants in our life, and we live for Him.
1: That's no, right.
0: This verse uh, talks about that. Um, Tamika, we didn't mention our show number today, so we better do that. Our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's our Tassie Encounters number, so do text us in today. We've got a free book offer coming up later. And uh, perhaps you've got a question for us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Perhaps you've got an answer to our question, which we'll share with you now. Have you ever had a day recently when your plans changed completely? You had everything lined up and then it didn't happen. And uh, our question is, uh, did that happen to you and what did you learn from that change? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488-880-891. Now, I'm guessing, uh, Tomika, that you're going to talk about something where you uh, actually um, had a bit of a a change of plans.
1: Yeah. So several weeks ago... We were warned that on a certain day our house um, power would go out for the day, somewhere between, it could have been any time between 9am and 5pm. And last Friday was that day. Wow. And it did. We had the power go out for the whole day. Um, and it did change the whole way I did things. And when the power came back on, because I'd you know set everything up um, differently for the day, uh, I thought, well... Everything's working out pretty well, so I continued, you know, continued to do what I was doing with the the new way that I'd set up for that day until evening, and this got me thinking about, um, well, about God and the power source of God versus, I suppose, the everyday living um, of this world, and and obviously, you know, we have the power source of of Satan. Uh, so I do encourage us today, if you can. We can put our uh, imagination skills on, and we just have this um, you know we 're thinking about two types of power sources that you know the power source of this world satan and which is the main 's power, and god 's power, which is going to be the generator in today 's program
0: okay yeah so this is this is not trying to say that if you 've got uh, power that 's connected no. to the electricity grid it 's evil that 's not what we 're trying to say it 's just an illustration here that uh, The, uh, the mains power that we normally connect to could well be considered the power of this world, and then we've got another power source being a a generator. Let's, let's assume that it's a, um, some sort of uh, really good generator. <laughs> yes. Very yes. good. Well, we're going to let you think about that for a moment as we go to a break. And uh, do remember that if you want to listen to our past episodes, you can do that on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. Or you can download our Faith FM Australia app onto your phone or tablet device. Um, Both are great ways to listen to our live programs and also our past episodes. And remember our question today. Have you had a day recently where your plans changed completely and what did you learn from that? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Josh Cunningham with Living Water.
2: I was thirsting for that living water Drinking from a well that don't satisfy When I met a man His words were like no other He said draw from a well That'll never run dry He told me everything I'd done He said come and drink The living water Come and take from streams of life, and you will thirst no more. And you will thirst no more. I was hungry for heaven's manna, but eating the meat that perishes and dies. And I met a man He walked upon the water He said come partake Of the bread of life The bread that cometh Down from heaven He said come and drink The living water Come and take the Bread of life, you will thirst no more, you will want no more. There's a water that's pure, there's a bread that's true, there's a light that shines. calling you I was without form and void in darkness and all around me was trouble and strife and I met a man who led me from my blindness he said I am the light of life the light that lighteth everyone oh, Come and drink the living water Come and take the breath of life You will first, no more Walk in dark, no more
0: You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and uh, today we're speaking with Tamika Sporting on the topic of a new routine and we asked you a question before the break, have you had a day recently where your plans changed completely? What did you learn from that change? We'd love to hear from you today. 0488 you can text us in your answer. Now, Tamika, you were talking about the fact that you had uh, a change recently that um, forced your routine to change and uh, but you were actually told about it ahead of time and you're going to share a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so our power went out and um, the good news is that we were warned about it happening probably two weeks before it actually happened. So we had plenty of time to prepare and to organise ourselves. And uh, so today I'm really going to be talking um, about that day and using that as an illustration and pointing it back to some things that I learned about um, a God, thinking about that. So, yeah, God also warns us about what's to come. And um, this also allows us to, you know, prepare ourselves. And, you know, he, he provides warning about not just what's to come, but, you know, who he is. And so it's You know, essentially, we're told throughout the Bible that there is one God, and there's also um, plenty of times that He talks about what is to come. And in terms of what is to come, we're given insight through prophets about people, places, powers, signs um, of Jesus coming to the earth as a baby, um, Jesus coming back to take us to heaven, and all about the second coming. And it's no secret, we've got, you know, our whole how lives to uh, you know study this, read this, research this. And I also really, I learnt about a, a guy yesterday that I didn't know much about, uh, if I'll be really honest, I didn't know anything about, um, which was Cyrus. And an example um, of, well, he was actually written, um, or Isaiah wrote about him in the Bible, a couple, Like I think it was about 150 years or... At, well and truly in advance, uh, where Isaiah was talking about Cyrus by name, personally, Mm. uh, that God had, you know, inspired Isaiah um, to write about. Mm. Um, And there's a whole passage in Isaiah that we're going to look at that basically talks about what, you know, who Cyrus was, what God would do with Cyrus and... Um, and also makes the point that there is only one god that being obviously you know the god that that we worship hmm.
0: now cyrus was i think a persian um leader ruler king um uh, whatever you want to call him uh and he followed uh, darius who i think was the king who was in charge of the medes and persians when uh, they invaded babylon so this was not long after I guess they invaded Babylon and the Jews had been in captivity there for almost 70 years and now Cyrus is being used by God which is interesting because he wasn't um he wasn't from the uh, Jewish nation he was he was an outsider but he was being used by God. Yeah. So we're going to read... uh, Do you want me to read that uh, from Isaiah 45? So this is Isaiah 45, verses 1 to 6. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honour, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. That's interesting, isn't it? That makes it very clear that Cyrus hadn't really acknowledged God and yet he, uh, here Isaiah is saying that he was an instrument of God anyway.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think this gives us great hope too is that you don't have to, you don't have to um, even be in place of knowing God very well for him to have a great plan for you, great mm. purpose, well and truly before you were born. Mm. And, you know, if we're willing to hear him, that we can be guided mm. into that calling. Mm. And, you know, we're all, all of us are in that opportunity. Mm. So mm. I love that.
0: Yeah. And uh, and this was certainly prophesied ahead of time. So... Um it uh, the fact that this was prophesied and he was named by name uh, is quite incredible. It's um, one of the amazing prophecies of the Old Testament. So, so uh, yeah. how does this relate to your story? <clears throat>
1: yeah. Well, also, so uh, with the power going out first, you know, we were warned, mm. and so you know, in we've just read how there there were warnings of of what was to come then we had time to prepare and because of the bible um and the the, you know the relationship we we can choose to have with god this allows us you know the ability to prepare for everything Mm. and this is you know including like all things emotionally physically spiritually um and we can also you know be prepared in our minds and hearts for jesus's return Mm. uh and this makes me okay go on
0: just before you go on to that next point um, you know, there's a passage that says that God does nothing without revealing his plans through the prophets. And, you know, that's an amazing thing because he gives us his plans. He tells us his plans ahead of time. All we have to do is read them, <laughs> try to understand them, and uh, and it prepares us for what's to come. And if we don't read them, then we're going to be unprepared. And so it's very helpful to have the scriptures that tell us exactly what God's Plan is from beginning to end. It, it shares that it shares His plan with us. So I think I think that's a, a very special thing that the Scriptures do for us. They they tell us what God's plans are.
1: Yeah, I love love that. Yeah, this made me think of the parable of the ten virgin virgins. Um, you know where the ten virgins await the bridegroom, and five have brought enough oil for their lamps mm. um, to wait while the um, the other five you know they they ran out of oil, and um, you know we need to take up the message and and you know prepare wisely
3: mm.
1: so every you know all ten virgins had heard, and they they knew and they they came to wait um, and also we 're going to read this passage, but they all fell asleep as well, but only five out of the ten were completely prepared. Mm. Um, if you wanted to read that passage.
0: So this is from Matthew, uh, verse, uh, sorry, chapter 25 and verse 1 to 13. At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, "'Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him.' Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, "'Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out.' "'No,' they replied. "'There may not be enough for both of us, both us and you. "'Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves.' But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. It's uh, it's an interesting parable, this one, and there's been a lot of discussion about what this means, but... It seems to give an indication that we really need to be prepared and we can't just expect to wait until the last minute to get prepared. (laughs) We have to be prepared. And I think uh, Ricky uh, Rick um, Hergenen actually did a program on that a little while ago. It's about being ready, not getting ready. And uh, these uh, foolish um, uh, virgins here were not ready. They didn't have the preparations that they needed. Yeah. Mm. So, did you have any uh, thoughts on this as well to share?
1: Well, I think too. Uh, there have been times where I've gone, "Why didn't, why didn't the the wise ones just share a little bit?" Mm. And mm. the truth is, um, you know, it's metaphorical, mm. but um,
0: is it we can't? <clears throat> is it metaphorical of of the fact that? um that the my understanding is that the oil represents the holy Spirit and that's right that's a personal thing that you can't yeah, you can't, can't live share. someone else's experience it's it's your experience in your relationship with God and you can't i mean you can share with them in terms of your um testimony, but you can't yeah. literally give them the holy spirit that's up to them to 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 take or for their for their for their own um doing
1: that's right, <laughs> um, and I think that that's we're going to talk about that a little bit, or um, well, quite soon. But in terms of your own personal relationship with God and and the Holy Spirit, you, yeah, you can't give that away. You, it's something that um, that happens over time personally within yourself, and um, mm. you know, like you said, you can share that the message or, or the things that you've learnt, but. You can't,
0: you can't force you can't somebody actually give
1: that away. <clears throat>
0: no, you can't force somebody to have your experience. It it has to be their own experience. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. Well, it's almost time for a break. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we go?
1: No, I think we'll we'll go to music.
0: Let's do that. And uh, do remember our listener question. I don't think we've had any responses yet, so we'd love to hear from you today. Do text us in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Actually, we have had one response, and we'll read that just straight after the break. Um, <clears throat> but have you had a day recently where your plans changed completely, and what did you learn from that change? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And so Stuart has texted in, and we'll share it straight after the break. This is Face to Face by Zach Williams.
3: Oh, I'm a traveller. Mm-hmm. Far from home, I get lost, but I press on. Cause there's a mansion and streets to gold where I belong. Yes, there's a day. Soon where the
0: Program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to As Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Tamika Sporting, and this is on our series Connecting the Dots, where we uh, share real stories of faith and uh, how our faith works in practice. So, I appreciate Tamika being sh- sharing with us, and today's topic is uh, titled A New Routine. Now, Stuart texted us in and it's a great little story to share that uh, Stuart says that he was prepped for an operation in Brisbane Hospital and the uh, previous patient who was being operated on, uh, their operation went very long and uh, unfortunately his operation had to be cancelled that day, had to drive back home four hours and come on another day. But uh, he says he was thankful for the doctor and the hospital who didn't give up on the previous person, and that's beautiful. Stuart, I really uh, think that's a beautiful message because you could have got uh, bitter and and, and, uh, ungrateful, but instead you're thankful that um, the doctors and the hospital there actually continue to operate on the other person and that gives us a bit of a model as you share it says it says it speaks of God's care for us he never forsakes us what a beautiful message thank you Stuart for sharing with us this morning and uh, it's great to be able to share that with other people as well Tamika, you were saying how your day um, your day where your power was being cut didn't quite go as planned do you want to share a little bit more about that with us
1: Yeah, I think this leads on beautifully to what Stuart wrote, um, where things didn't go quite as planned, even though we were warned and prepared. Um, I don't know really anything about generators, and my husband, Luke, he set up the generator before he went to work, and so all I had to do was basically get up and it would all be done for me. Uh, But the problem was that he didn't realise that the essential uh, appliances were on different two different circuits, Mm -hmm. and so some of them were working and others of them weren't. Mm. And what happened was I needed the ones that weren't working to work, Mm. and uh, he was at work and I wasn't able to contact him uh, initially, so I had to go and figure it out myself, and I had to do some reading and some uh, Googling and some listening and um, had to unplug things and plug things in and what I learned from that essentially is we can be prepared but things don't always go the way that we think that they will mm. and so and I couldn't because he wasn't with me I couldn't actually take his knowledge and use it for myself I actually had to do the hard work I had to know it for myself and I think this is a really good point with um, with faith and with our relationship with God is that I couldn't I, – I can't use somebody else's. I have to actually put in the work myself. I have to learn it for myself and understand it for myself. Uh, and so, yeah, I rejigged it and it worked. So now I can say I know a little bit about generators. Mm. Uh, so that's good.
0: You did some <laughs> work, you did some learning, and now you're <laughs> – now you 're a semi expert <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, semi uh, that yeah, probably the operative word um yeah, and i have I have a bible verse here hebrews um, eleven six that says uh and without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him
0: mm so that's definitely God, definitely a personal yeah, journey, isn't it? A personal experience. It encourages
1: us to, mm. to know him personally. Mm. Um, this reminded me also of the disciples who, when Jesus came and was with them every day and talked to them every day, and yet the disciples still didn't really have uh, a, a... their expectation of what Jesus was going to do was different to mm. Jesus' plan. I think,
0: I think many of the uh, Jews, the... Um, the people of Jesus' day were, and his people, were expecting the Messiah to come and overthrow the Romans. And, of course, Jesus' plan was quite different to that. So it was uh, not what they expected.
1: That's, that's right. Um, and then I've got another point that, uh, you know, it changed the course of my whole day, and I think it did change the course um, of my day in a good way. Um, my whole day's routine with... With the power change up, um, you know, there are many things that I would normally do that I didn't, mm. um, but I didn't miss out on them. Um, I found, you know, new ways of doing things. And it actually took a bit of creativity and a bit of thought and a bit of patience. But in the end, uh, I, you know, anyone who knows, you know, going without power mostly, um, you kind of have to simplify things. You have to be a bit more economical. And, it was a bit of, you know, it was actually less stress, and I was quite happy. So, um, you know, obviously now that the power's gone back on, I, I haven't stuck with it, but I, I have thought about it. Like, if I had stuck with this, would this be actually an improvement mm. on my um, well-being? And it did make me think of the story of Zacchaeus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, you can, do you want to share a little bit about Zacchaeus?
0: Um, in terms of the the scripture reading? Do we, do we have it yeah. here? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, oh, no. No, you, you did that. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> basically, you know, Zacchaeus we know was a wealthy man. He was a tax collector. People didn't like him much. Um, you know, he they had a reputation of taking more than they should. Um, they were pretty unpopular people, tax collectors in general. And um, Zacchaeus was known to be a short person. Mm. And You know, he'd heard about Jesus and he wanted to know more about this guy. And so he comes down in a huge crowd of people and, you know, he was that desperate, he decided to climb a tree. Mm. And I think back then, you know, uh, uh, I'd say that it wasn't general, well, I don't know, you know, how how many guys climb trees so they can get a better look at somebody, I'm not Mm. sure. But um, Jesus might, calls him. Yeah, go on.
0: You, you'd probably uh, expect that of young children, but not of a grown man, even though he was a short no. man. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> and I'd I'd say, you know, being a tax collector, they've got a, some kind of a reputation there. Yeah, where, yeah You know, for sure. they wouldn't usually find themselves in trees. Mm. But um, you know, he he was that desperate. He, you know, he climbed that tree. But what I love is that Jesus knew him by name, stopped, and called him by name and Zacchaeus had that encounter and Jesus invites him over to um, Zacchaeus's house and that changed him so much mm. that it changed the rest of the course of his life where Zacchaeus went out and he, you know, decided to give half of his possessions to the poor and he repaid anyone, he had cheated, uh, he went from being an outcast to being welcomed in by the community and that was... That was just by encountering the power of Jesus, mm. um, which I which I love, which I hope we all have in our lives. Mm. Um, and then, like I said, you know, when the power came on, I stayed with what I was doing. I didn't go back to my normal routine. And I think, you know, when you encounter God uh, and you have a new understanding, you are changed. And I've got here um, a Bible verse in Second Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 that says now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we all uh, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit
0: Mm. it's a beautiful picture of being transformed isn't it the uh, that's really the, the whole Christian experience isn't it that We don't necessarily um, change overnight. Some people do, and that's amazing. You know, I really, they're they're great stories, isn't it? Like Paul, you know, on the road to Damascus who encountered Jesus and he changed, he completely reversed direction overnight. But uh, many of us uh, take a little longer and it's a journey, you know, it's a transforming journey and that's uh, that's what this is talking about here, that we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. So it 's uh, it's a great promise
1: and I think too, you know that you can have that initial incident which can have a huge change you know mm. when we talk about someone 's changed overnight, mm. but I will still say that a deep and men- a meaningful relationship with God is just like you know relationships that we form with people where you can 't rush the relationship part it 's still a gradual process, so even though you have an encounter and you can be changed overnight there 's still that uh, dedication involved in getting to know who God is personally and building that relationship over, you know, the course of our life, mm. um, and and we just can't really rush that. But I think it's also important to note that you know just because we've had an encounter with Jesus and we are changed doesn't mean that we're not tempted or we don't go back and forth um, in our relationship. Which is also very normal and natural, and the thing is, what what the change is is that you know over time you're more and more informed about the choices that you're making, hmm. and your maturity is changing. So even though you bounce backwards and forwards, you've still got um, you are more you, you know you, you're making choices.
0: You're headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I that's, think that's right.
0: I think that's the point, isn't it? That that yeah. once, once we encounter God, it's hard to completely change direction. Um, and so even though we stumble, we're still headed in the right direction. And I think that's, that's the main thing when, uh, when we're talking about our transforming journey. Um, it's not always smooth sailing, but, uh, we're hopefully moving in the right direction. That's right. We've got to take another break and we've got our book offer today. This is called True Stories of Changed Lives How God's Final Message is Transforming People. This is by Dan Searns. What happens when you pray for the neighbors that drive you crazy? Or the man with two wives is baptized? A believer with a bad temper wants to overcome? Or you've made a deal with the devil but want out. Or you discover that what you were taught was wrong. When people encounter Jesus, lives change. Dan Cern's Changed Lives presents a dozen true stories of real people who chose to fully open their hearts to the powerful truth of Christ's saving grace each one faced incredible obstacles from physical addictions to spiritual strangleholds but by surrendering to the powerful promises of the Bible the way forward became clear that is Jesus so after the break we'll give you the code but right now this is Come to Me by Jaden Levyk
3: What do you do when it rains? Where do you go when the world falls on you? Who do you call on when all your hope is gone? cry out to you when all your strength is gone Hell.
0: The Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing our program today with Tamika Spalding and we've been talking about a new routine and we're talking about really connecting to a new power source. And uh, when we do so, that can really change our lives. We promised our book giveaway today. Um, the book today is called True Stories of Changed Lives, How God's Final Message is Transforming People by Dan Cerns. We've just got two copies of this to give away, so do text us in, the first two in with this code, uh, to our show number 0488 Text in this code NEW46, N-E-W-46. And uh, the first two in will receive a copy of this book. Tamika, we've been talking about uh, being plugged into a new power source, a a different power source. In your case, it was the generator. But (laughs) uh, what have you uh, learnt from this?
1: Well, I think you can't be in both. Like for this particular illustration, um, I was only plugged into the, the generator. And I think when we do plug in to... God's um, source of power. We we can't be in two different camps, and I think the only thing, the only way we can do that is really have a heart change. We can't be doing this begrudgingly, or else we're kind of got one foot in in each camp. Mm. And so it, it did make me think. Okay, you're either for the mains or for the generator. Mm. You know, mm. um,
0: yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, and you have a <laughs> yeah. That's, so there's a there's a verse here a, that. A That you had prepared here that says that you show that you're a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So I I love this passage that says that, you know, when we encounter God, it's our hearts that have changed. It's not just a set of rules, but it's in fact what happens to our heart. Yeah. So and I've got my yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Now you go.
1: Um yeah, and I've got my next point as um that I was unable to set up um the generator by myself and I can't well my point is I couldn't turn off the generator by myself. Mm. And you know in terms of God, we can't turn God off. Mm.
0: Um Not though we should want to. I mean
1: luckily. <laughs> I mean luckily God isn't a generator yeah. because my generator only lasted for 13 hours and then ran out of fuel and it did turn off. Mm. But um you know God doesn't turn off and he he's a continuous power source for us. And you know I I love this because you know he he is um yeah he's he's all all powerful and I don't have um control over him he is outside myself and so my next point really is i am not the power source Mm. and i think today's in today's society i mean you know you only have to walk into a kmart or you know pretty well any shop at the moment where we're being fed these messages That you know, we have the power. Yeah, it's all within you. Are the power? Yeah, yeah. It's in within us. Or you are the hero. And these are toxic messages to us because we are not the power source. God
0: is, and and Um, and the problem is too when we when we try to believe those messages and then things don't go so well, then we we've only got ourselves to blame if we really believe that we are the power and we we you know everything is within us and then it doesn't work out. And we are also the only ones we can blame. But, you know, and I'm not saying we should blame God. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that people can get very discouraged and very disillusioned when they believe that message that everything's within us and we can do anything. We've just got to believe it. And then what happens when it doesn't work out? So we know that, uh, of course, in our relationship with God, that he is always there. He's a constant source of, of power, of guidance, of peace. But uh, and we can always turn back to him, no matter what our circumstances.
1: Yeah. Well, that leads actually into a verse um, from Second Corinthians five, verse one, that says, "For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands."
0: Mm, yep. He's he's always there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've
1: also, I oh, sorry. And
0: it's eternal. You know, you can't switch it off.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've also got a verse um, which is the beginning of putting on the armor of God. Actually, found mm. in Ephesians six ten, that says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and His powerful might." Mm. Which, which I think is a, a great message. Um,
0: it is, and that that passage in Ephesians six, you know, shares so much about how we can uh, maintain our relationship and maintain our faith through difficult times. So, if you haven't. Uh, Read that I think I read it last Friday in my um, presentation, so it's a really great passage to to read and study
1: and I think it's good because it takes the pressure off us. you know there's nothing worse than thinking, oh, it's all up to me it all it all comes mm. down to me and 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 my choices and, you know this is a make or break situation because um well, because it doesn't, um, mm. you know, we can rely on God.
0: And there are so many stories in the Bible, and um, you know, there's one that I'm constantly reminded of because it was very important to me in my journey with cancer, where, where, um, in, you know, Second Chronicles chapter twenty, where uh, Jehoshaphat was fighting this unwinnable battle and uh, God gave them a message that says, it's not your battle, it's mine, <laughs> you know. And we so often think that everything is our battle, everything is our struggle, but hang on, no. When we trust in God, we can actually leave it to him and uh, that really takes the pressure off. It makes life much uh, more peaceful and less um, less stressful for us if we, if we trust God, even though the circumstances may not be good.
1: Mm. Yeah. So we... Yeah, uh, you know, we are asked to be amb- ambassadors for him. Mm. Uh, I like that word, ambassador. Mm. Um, spread the word of who he is and what he has done in our lives. And, you know, even when it comes down to little stories like our power going off, um, you know, we can always pull out from our personal experiences something that we learn from God and and pass it on and share it. And, uh, you know, I have a Bible verse here in... 2 Corinthians, I did a lot of reading in 2 Corinthians Mm. uh, this week, Uh, so I found lots of good things in there. But this verse, uh, chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin, that's Jesus, Mm. to be sin for us, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God.
0: mm, So we are to connect with God, to believe in him, believe in Jesus, and then um share that with other people in the context of the fact that Jesus uh became our righteousness, didn't he? Yeah. It's not it's not of our own doing, it's of uh the the, the free gift of God that he's given us, so
1: Yeah, so my my final point today really is, you know, what power source Mm. will we choose? Mm. Because God does ask us to be separate. Um, If you read through sort of um, 2 Corinthians um, throughout chapter 6, it's talking about being separate. You're either in one camp or the other. And uh, in chapter 16, it says, As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. So we're not going to be alone, and I will be their God Which is a promise And they will be my people Which is talking about You know we can have a personal relationship with God He's going to be for us And you know we're his people He's our God Um, Therefore come out from them And be separate says the Lord Touch no unclean thing And I will receive you And I will be a father to you And you will be my sons and daughters Says the Lord Almighty
0: Mm. That's beautiful which power source are we going to connect to, and uh, I know which one I want to connect to, and I try to do that daily, and I think it's a daily thing that we must continue to do so Well, that's all for today, but uh, I've got some little bit of uh, sad news that um, as of next week, we're only going to be broadcasting two days a week. That's on Wednesday and Thursday. So um, there'll be other programs playing at 9 a.m. each morning as of next week. So David Leo will be back on Wednesday next week and David Maxwell on Thursday. So... Do join us then. And uh, if you haven't claimed the book offer today, New 46, True Stories of Changed Lives. 0488 880 891 is the number to claim. So you'll hear from David next week. Until then, may you encounter Jesus more. This is Sweet Jesus by Cilla and Jill Phillips.
3: Sweet Jesus, my saviour. You are my faithful friend. You made me, and you know me, and you see my every sin. And my soul is amazed by this gift of your grace and these arms that take me in, sweet Jesus. Savior You are my faithful friend Sweet Jesus My shell Jesus, my shell. My shepherd, you are my faithful friend. Jam